Welcome to Discoculia Headlines Weekly, a podcast where we share news, information, resources, tips and tricks about Discoculia. You can subscribe to this podcast via iTunes and then search for Discoculia Headlines. You can also find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and then click on the podcast page. It's not number dyslexia. Discoculia for 24 hours. The importance of visual-spatial reasoning. The importance of early math and a teen's view on Discoculia. This is our podcast for the week 13 of 2019. And we welcome Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoculiaServices.com. Welcome, Dr. Schroeder. Well, thanks for having me. Always great to be here. We have some funny and hilarious uh, links this week for you and also some very interesting ones. And let's start with the first one. And it says, it is not number dyslexia. There's a video involved. Let's listen into it for a while. Let's see what they My say. name is Josie Duncan and I have discalculia. Discalculia is a learning disability that is our brains process numbers. Because of this, described as number dyslexia. However, it's too simple because it affects other things, sense direction and ability to read maps, your right and your sense of time. So the one of these things sometimes leads us to trickier and a wee bit more overwhelming than they ought to be. I'm a woman in her 20s who cannot read a clock. And I'm aware that this is so easy for other people, but to me it's just this circle feel of numbers and lines and things are moving around. It makes absolutely no sense. Discalculia has been researched a lot less than dyslexia or ADHD, so it's likely that only the most severe cases, such as myself, are actually diagnosed. I was diagnosed... Well, that uh, seems very clear, and she's not from Alabama, from the sound of it. <laughs> no, but, but she describes it very well, and this is exactly uh, the state of affairs right now. Only the, the really, really um, yeah, severe cases are being picked up, Well, more people should be able to uh, have access to services and, and remediation. And it is a widely known understanding um, that um, dyscalculia is way less researched than uh, dyscalculia is way less researched than dyslexia. Right. Unfortunately, uh, the prevalence in the population at large is the same, and uh, we now also know that the effect on later life of students with dyscalculia is much more detrimental than having dyslexia because there's so much help and understanding for dyslexia that is not available for dyscalculia so it has a way more um, profound and and long-standing effect on their lives unfortunately so um, we also need to say that children with dyslexia may also have dyscalculia but whatever uh, the words are very similar these are two really different things different learning disabilities dyslexia impacting auditory and also some visual centers but dyscalculia affects the number sense center which has uh, a part for uh, exactly perceiving small quantities like subitizing dots and for estimating and comparing larger numbers like the approximate number sentence center and those two uh, are really key in uh, uh, the problems for uh, students with dyscalculia and if you would do an mri you would clearly see that the patterns for students with dyslexia and uh, for a student with dyscalculia are, are very very different 
Now, this is a video by The Social from BBC. It's very well made, as usual, what comes out of BBC. And it explains it very clear, a very good um, start for uh, people who want to be more dyscalculia aware. Good. Now, the next link is very special to you, I think. Uh, the link is called Dyscalculia for 24 hours. What is the story behind this? Well, this is a great story. Um, this uh, article is written by one of our students, Maya, who attends um, a middle school, Evergreen Community Charter School in North Carolina. And she had to write uh, a project about a project. And she decided to write about dyscalculia. So um, she really writes very well for her age. And that was picked up by their local newspaper, the Mountain Express, where actually her article um, was uh, published in full. And um, I, I just love her, um, her article. And I like to... Um, Quote a little part here. If I had a superpower, it would be the ability to give everyone in the world dyscalculia for 24 hours. So they would understand the real struggles that come along with it. I hope that when those 24 hours are up, people would have a better understanding of what I and everyone else with dyscalculia are going through. And that it's not something to be overlooked or disregarded as merely a dislike for math end quote so here is absolutely a gifted writer in the making yeah. it's a wonderful initiative uh, a great creative thought also and uh, i'm very happy that the that newspapers are starting to pick up about this and, and actually publishing it right so, exactly well, well done maya yeah, congratulations well done, maya. absolutely well, our next link is about the importance of visual spatial reasoning. And uh, the link provides a video. Let's listen into that video, see if that produces us something. Let's see. Okay, look very carefully. Think about how you have to move this one so it's the same as that. Okay, well, that's really not suitable for uh, for uh, an audio podcast, but it shows uh, a, a tutor or a teacher working with a small child who is uh, working with the um, with uh, her manipulatives and uh, building uh, blocks. Absolutely, and, uh, there is so much value in doing visual spatial activities. It's hands-on learning. It is looking at shapes and patterns and sizes, connections between that, and it's so important. In um, children, even in kindergarten, can start doing this, and even before at home they see a pattern, um, just the ABAB pattern that they can lay out with buttons or Legos or, or other blocks, anything. This article explains a lot of the intricacies, intricacies um, about how important visual spatial um, activities are. And also the challenge that it can, can bring if you don't do it. 
actually i have to say in canada they're way ahead of us here in the us in implementing this in the younger years and there is lots of research that shows that visual spatial understanding and exposure to visual spatial reasoning doing it hands-on playing with shapes and sizes and patterns and sorting them is a great predictor of math capabilities later in life um, and it's a pity that uh, currently here that uh, great research um, does not lead to implementation in schools anyway you can go to the website look at the great lesson programs that they have available for young children it's at uh, mathforyoungchildren.ca canada and the link is also on our uh, Discoculia Headlines website. Okay, great. We're talking to Dr. Schroeder, the founder of DiscoculiaServices.com, and we're looking at the links provided on our website, DiscoculiaHeadlines.com. Now, our next uh, link says that the importance of early math. How early is that early math? Well, it is as early as the constancy of the object that starts to take hold in our brain at the age of eight months when oh, wow. kids really like to play uh, hide and seek and where you can keep their attention for a long time by just uh, hiding a small object with bright colors under a, uh, a sheet or a, or a towel and they have to find it back again or putting it in a box and it rolls out underneath the box all those things are the first um, things that you can do obviously um, uh, babies already uh, perceive quantities much earlier than that but that is where you can as parents uh, start to um, help them develop this now this link is a contribution from dr jackie chen not the actor jackie chan right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but she makes the point very well so uh, let me quote uh, her work here math is the language of logic math builds reasoning which leads to comprehension developing a mentally organized way of thinking is critical and to make that happen we need to provide high-quality math education at an early age, end quote. I couldn't agree more. Right. Math is nearly absent in American preschools and pre-kindergarten classes. And uh, a few years ago, I have worked on making a uh, curriculum for an, uh, a center where uh, children could uh, go from the age of six weeks till six years. We had a lot of math in our curriculum, um, but it was um, not always um, easy to implement it. It was, was kind of alien to the teachers who were working there. Anyway, one study calculated that at preschools, where other preschools, the one I was working in, could spend six hours a day math gets an average of 50 huh. not even a full minute that means that they just don't do it every day and right. this is the average right, right? so what's more <clears throat> those spare moments of math are often taught incorrectly so just learning to recite numbers from 1 to 10 doesn't get kids very far and then what you very often see is that they just 
rattle off one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is one really long word. Those are the grandmother skills because it will impress their grandmother. Exactly, but it does not mean that one, two, three means actually I'm counting out three objects in the last word that you hear, cardinality, that means that the number that you're counting is three objects. Anyway, often kids are just memorizing this, and according to Stanford <coughs> math professor Joe Bowler, uh, this is really very, um, there's very little to lay a good groundwork for later on math development, problem solving, and logical thought. So please, Get out the blocks, Legos, building materials, shapes, and make patterns with your uh, children. Um, kids actually love it, as their brains are wired to soak it up at that age in a very playful and enjoyable way. Okay. Well, that gets us to our, our last link for the day. Uh, this is a teen view, a teen's view on Discalculia. There's a little video <coughs> in it. Interesting to see all these teens. Um, do you know what discalculus is? No. Um, I have a feeling that's to do something with numbers because of like calculus, so it's probably like a math. What discalculus? Do you know what it is? Yeah, the results are a multitude of interviews. Most people don't know what discalculus actually is, and that could be a problem. Discalculus is a math learning disability, a lot like dyslexia, where it. Um, strikes the fact that they cannot learn math or keep track of basic calculations. Once again, as said before, this could be a problem. Clearly made by and for teenagers. Absolutely. It's a nice overview, uh, a great project, a good awareness tool. It came from the learning success block and um, Maybe the next lesson they should also work a little bit on physiology to get the message a bit more <laughs> clear. But um, I do like seeing the teenagers walk around in their environment, in their own school, interviewing the people they know, they're close to them. And uh, I, I really want to thank them for Spreading doing the this and yeah. reaching out to their fellow students in other schools where it might be uh, a little bit less uh, known so far, but this is a very good project. So thanks for putting in the effort. Good. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Söder, for coming in and sharing your perspective. Dr. Söder is the founder of DiscoCuliaServices.com and she is on a mission to increase the number of available Discoculia tutors in the country. So for that, if you feel inclined, go to discoculiatutor.org where you can find all the information about her online Discoculia tutor training. Discoculia Headlines Weekly is a production from discoculiaheadlines.com. You can find us on the web at discoculiaheadlines.com and we are on Twitter at discoculiahead. You can also find us on Facebook. We have a board on Pinterest and on Flipboard. Search for Discoculia Headlines or follow the links on our webpage. You can send your questions, comments and contributions to communications at discoculiaheadlines.com and we may even discuss it in one of our upcoming podcasts. We hope this was useful for you and until next week, you can count on us.